0: Hey guys, it's Courtney Hackman. I am live on Daily Dose of Awesome. How is everybody? Um, Let me know if you're hopping in and love to be able to give you a shout out. So today I am talking copywriting. So as you guys hop in, um, say hello and let me know that I'm live. So excited to be here today on DDOA. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend, awesome Memorial Day. Hey, Emily, how are you? Thank you for hopping in. So talking today about copywriting strategies and really the way you can think about your copy when you're sitting down to write an ad. Now, obviously, we are all in an affiliate space and, you know, trying to get those leads, trying to get those sales, so I want to give you some... Ways that I think about my own process. Now, here's what I will say. Everyone has their own process and, hey, Curtis, how are you? So that's absolutely, you know, a reality. Everyone thinks about things in a different way. This is just for you guys to really have, um, maybe this will help your own process uh, to get a different perspective on, you know, how I look at copy, um, how I write copy, how I think about it before I do anything. Um, Hey, Terry. Hey, Jennifer. How are you guys? I hope you had an awesome weekend. Okay. So I'm hopping into, I actually have seven or eight tips that I'm going to give to you today that, you know, can really help your ads start converting. Hey, Samra, how are you? Uh, Get your ads to a better place. And um, so I'm going to jump right in. And also let me know if you guys have questions or um, questions about anything that I say in this live, I will actually probably answer them afterwards. So just drop them in the comment section and I will do that as well. Um, Okay. Tip number one, your copy is all about you and it's all about your prospects. So when we think about copywriting, oftentimes we have to put ourselves in the shoes of the other person, right? The person reading the content. And that's absolutely true. However, here's what I'm going to say. Now, I don't know that everyone would agree with me, but again, this is my process, so I wanted to bring this to you um, sort of candid. And I think that when you put your own experience behind what you're talking about in your copy, so let's say you're telling someone a story or you are, um, you know, talking to somebody in a very real way, think about what resonates with, you know, think about what resonates with you when you read something. Like, think about whether... It feels real to you when you're reading it. So when I sit down to write something, I always make sure it's something that I've actually experienced before. Because I think you're doing yourself a disservice if it's an experience or an emotion that you have not had before. Because I'm not sure that you can write about it in the most effective way possible to really compel your your prospects that are reading the content. So want to think about that. And then Here's what I also do, guys, which is kind of an interesting thing, and this may really help. I pull out. I first of all, I think about the story, right? I actually put pen to paper. I think about all of the things that are sort of that are happening in the story that happened to me in the story, and then I pull out some details. So, you know, let's say you're prospecting in a Starbucks line, and you know, you find you find one particular detail in the story that you can start with. So you can actually use that one detail as a hook in the story. Now, it should stand alone at the top of the copy, but think about what it's doing when somebody's reading that. First of all, it helps you stand out because you're telling a unique story. The second thing it does is just create some interest for the reader. So. Maybe it doesn't have anything, maybe that particular detail does not have anything to do with network marketing. But maybe you have copy in the headline that, you know, calls out some network marketing terms, etc., so that the network marketer or the person reading the content knows that the content is for them. But think about what a detail does. It creates interest, it starts to tell a story, and people are programmed to read stories. I mean, we've heard that time and time again. So really important that you actually like pull out a detail. Cause here's what I see a lot. I see people sort of listing things like, and I'll get into this in a little bit, but think about, you know, the pain of a network marketer, the frustrations of someone in network marketing, and think about how, you know, you wanna write all that stuff down, you want, but what I see happening is people give these big, long lists of pain points. Because, And I think the thought process behind that, and um, I don't know, let me know if you guys have ever done this. And if you have, it's totally fine. It's just something to think about. But I think the thought process behind that is, oh, if I just give this person enough pain points, it'll all of a sudden become compelling for them, right? Because most of us have had more than one frustration or pain point in network marketing, But here's what it actually does. I think it dilutes things a little bit. So it actually gets less compelling over time. So maybe they read the first pain and they're like, oh, yeah, I've had that pain before. And then they read the second pain and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what's really interesting about copy is finding something that is extremely specific. And then I'm going to talk about the pain a little bit more. Um, But I want to talk about the pain in terms of kind of taking it a level deeper. So I'm going to give you a very specific example so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So let's say um, the pain point is, you know, you don't want to leave your kids when you're cold market prospecting, right? So that's like the surface level pain that's going on for people. Um, does anyone agree with that? Draw me a true two, two if you guys, if this is working, if it feels like it's helping, um, I would love this to be interactive. but so think about that surface level pain. Someone is saying, you know, I don't want to go cold prospect because I have to leave my family or my kids. And now take it a level deeper. So what would a level deeper be? Um, I can't read my daughter a bedtime story because I have to go out to a meeting tonight and, and cold prospect. Now, think about, Now think about taking it a step even deeper. So what if you did copy, for, what if you wrote copy from your daughter's perspective and the headline was something like, mommy, please don't leave me tonight to, to go work or to go prospect. So think about, you're basically, uh, you're, not, you're saying the same thing, right? It's the same pain point. But think about how your pain point is reaching that person, right? Is it just saying, "Oh, I didn't want to go cold prospect and um, leave my kids," or is it your daughter saying, like with teary eyes, "Like, mommy, don't leave me tonight," right? So, think about how your how your prospect is going to be receiving that information. That's really important. Um, and I suggest this too. Every single pain point try to take it a level deeper. And here's what I'll also say, here's kind of a little um, trick or kind of a little hack, is that the more specific you can get, the more, um, the more it's gonna be effective. Because, and this is my third tip, being very specific in copy. So what's happening for that person who's reading the content? When you're very specific, what's happening? The person, it feels very tangible to the person. Like, they can sit in their living room and get exactly what you're trying to tell them, right? Like, you're actually, like, shaping their, you know, it's not really content that's left up to the imagination, or it's not too general. It's something where they're, you're actually shaping their feelings around something very specific, which is what you want to be doing. I mean, we're not here to obviously control or manipulate, but we're here to influence people, right? To make a good decision to solve a problem. And... That is really um, the way that you can do that by using detail, by being very specific in your copy. Now, tip number four, um, I'm gonna talk about emojis, but I'm gonna talk about them as actually tools in copy. So obviously emojis are fun, they're social, they're, you know, everyone uses them on Facebook, really, you know, important, but here's what's happening when people are reading your content, especially if you have a longer story ad, People are, um, they are skimming, guys. Like there's so much content on Facebook that they are skimming through to see if it's important enough for them to keep reading. So what do you want to do? I would say you want to specifically use emojis like very strategically in the specific lines where you want people to be reading. Right. If you want them to read a specific call to action, if you want them to read a certain line that you think is really compelling or is like the crux of the copy and they need to read that line to understand all the rest of it, think about where you can place an emoji. And I suggest placing them at the beginning of sentences, not at the end, obviously, because you want the person's eyes to go to the beginning of the sentence, not to the end of it or to the beginning of the line, et cetera. But think about that as something you could do that's very strategic that is going to help that person read the specific lines that you want them to read. So that's another way. And it's totally easy. We can all use emojis. That's pretty simple. Um, As a way to really like compel your reader and to get them to read specific content. Okay. Tip number five is white space. Now, You want, and I've, I've actually seen this with a lot of people that are, you know, very high up in network marketing and they're, you know, they're kind of like quote unquote quote gurus in their space. And I see their copy like all bunched together. Now I want you to think about people aren't deterred by long copy, but they are deterred by copy that's like all bunched together in, in like, in large paragraphs, Right, you don't want that. You want, like, I would definitely have the hook or the first sentence stand alone in the copy always. Um, That's really, really important. I mean, if you need to do two lines, do two lines, but I would would try to have it stand out as one line. Um, But you really wanna, you know, you don't want there to be, um, you want there to be like the copy spaced out well. So I don't suggest putting like more than two sentences together, right? Because if it looks hard to read, people are not gonna read it. You know, they're there to have fun, they're there to be social, they're there to look at like family and friends pictures. Like you're trying to just catch their attention. That's like the biggest thing that you want to you think about and white space is a really easy, simple way to do that. Um, you know, I don't suggest every single line be separate, but especially at the top, I would do like the first three, four lines as standalone lines so that people can kind of get into the rhythm of what they're reading and can sort of think about it in their head. And, you know, it just gives them a chance. It, like, it, it's, it invites them to read more. So, guys, let me know if this is helpful. Um, drop me a three if you guys are getting this, if this is helpful. I'd love it to be um, kind of super interactive if you can. Um, and then the next thing I'm going to talk about is um, the call to action. But I'm going to talk about it... In a very specific way. Obviously, we all need calls to action, right? We just, we do. Um, We need our prospect to take the next step in the process with us if they want to, if they trust us enough. That's really important, right? Now, I want you to think about specific words that we use in call to actions. And I want you to think about what Facebook's goal is. So we don't, Facebook obviously doesn't want any kind of like, engagement bait or people saying, share this, comment this, all of that stuff, right? They don't want that. So you want to stay away from words. Like I've seen this a lot in copy where people will say, you know, comment below or um, share this post or uh, tag a friend. Now, those are actually trigger words to the algorithm that they should show your post less. So think about that when you're, when you're doing a call to action, like use, um, use like a thumbs down emoji for, you know, meaning for someone to drop something in the comments. Or, you know, instead of saying like, share this content, you could say something like, you know, spread the word or using words that are not um, considered spammy. Right or that because Facebook does have a list, you guys. They have a list of words that they use that are trigger words for them to not show content. So think about that when you're when you're um, doing your call to action. Um, You know, if you're saying like, if you want someone to tag a friend, maybe say something like, tell a friend what's going on or tell them what's happening or are you in like words that we would use that are casual, that are, you know, regular language that we would use um, pretty consistently, but that don't trigger the algorithm to not show the content, um, and then here's something, here's my tip number seven, is to always qualify people. So, you know, I think sometimes we think we put a Facebook ad in, um, it's working, uh, etc. And, you know, we're always we're talking about um, how we can attract people with our words, but we also want to think about how we can repel people with our words. Because we don't want everybody, right? So that's in an offline space, it's also in an online space. So I want you to think about that. Um, that's really important. So, and let me know guys, if you can hear me, there's not like a ton of, um, interaction happening. So I just want to know that you can still hear me. Um, you guys drop me a four if you can hear me. Um, okay. So really want to think about that in terms of, you know, what kind of words you're using, what kind of language you're using. And, you know, do you want to say things like, oh, this, you know, this is hard work or, um, you know, I invested in my process, etc. because you want people to be going to the next step of the process with you, right? And tip number eight, and my last one, is be an observer of content, like observe what's happening, think about what's happening in the marketplace and how you might be able to put in an ad and really improve upon um, the content. Or... You know, have the experience be better for that prospect. Like what you can do to affect that change. Um, and really, it's about like it's about standing out in the marketplace. It's about thinking about things that people have not seen before that they want to see. Um, and then you know, really just to like to make to make a little bit of noise, right? To maybe steal some traffic from somebody else. <laughs> so um, I hope this was helpful, guys. I will talk to you the next time I'm on and inside the community. Bye.